Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Help Desk. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And we've got big news from Australia today. Yeah, so we're kicking off with news from Telstra this morning. And Australia's biggest telco has proposed a major restructure of its operations, splitting itself into three legal entities. David Swan at The Australian writes, the three components of the structure will be called Infraco Fixed, which will own and operate Telstra's fixed line assets, Infraco Towers, which will own the fixed wireless assets like towers in Telstra's mobile network, and Servco, which would own the active parts of the network, including the radio access network and spectrum assets. The the, the name sounds so made up. Uh, It sounds like something (laughs) from The Simpsons, don't you think? It does. I, I believe the Infraco, fixed and Infraco towers, uh, the name I think comes from infrastructure. So it's relating to that part of the business. Uh, and Servco, I believe, is uh, a placeholder name at the moment. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. All right. Well, yeah, the proposed restructure is scheduled to be completed by December 2021, and the three business units will operate under the parent Telstra company group. Yes. So the CEO, Andy Penn, is calling this restructure the biggest since privatisation. And there's still a lot of consultation that needs to happen with staff, regulators, unions and other interested parties. But in general, it will make them much more flexible. They'll be able to divest assets if they want to and also acquire new assets. And does this mean that they can also sell access to some of their networks? So so if an Optus or a Vodafone, you know, purchase access to their towers rather than setting up their own? I don't know. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to something I do know about and Trump the Trump administration has forgotten to ban TikTok. Uh, so TikTok has filed a petition in the U.S. Court of Appeals uh, uh, calling for a review of the actions by the Trump administration because it hasn't heard back from them. It hasn't heard back from the committee in weeks about the imminent deadline for the parent company ByteDance to sell off its U.S. assets over national security concerns. It seems that Trump's demands on TikTok were more, more motivated by headlines and maybe uh, fear of China than any real policy and, and it's not clear at the moment what's going to happen. Uh, it's November 12 today here once that deadline passes. So that's that's still an unknown as well. Yeah, it, it really does seem like just pure incompetence on Trump's behalf. This was something that was purely point scoring and, and cage rattling just before the election. And I mean, to be fair, the dude has uh, a lot in, on his plate at the moment. So I guess... Uh, TikTok is just one of those things that fell off the radar. Exactly. And the other strange part of this story is that the firm is has that deal with uh, Oracle and Walmart, which President Trump approved in September, but was never sanctioned or approved by the Chinese government. And it's just sort of been in limbo ever since. So I'm sure there are a lot of uh, lawyers at TikTok International waiting waiting to find out what they should be working on. Yeah, it would be funny if it wasn't so strange 
strange, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's such a bizarre story. And sticking with China, the world's biggest sales event wrapped up yesterday. Singles Day sales on Alibaba's platform reached... 103 billion Australian dollars during an 11-day campaign from November 1st to the 11th. And that was an increase of 26% compared to the same time frame in 2019. China's massive sale eclipses Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales in the US, and every year it posts some pretty enormous figures. So this year, Alibaba's digital infrastructure handled 583,000 orders per second during the peak of activity, and its logistics company processed more than 2.3 billion deliveries over those 11 days. Incredible numbers. Yeah, so they're pretty huge, and it is a domestic shopping event for Chinese consumers, but there's a really strong demand for international products. Australia was ranked the fourth fourth of all the countries selling into China, maintaining the same ranking as last year. So it came in behind Japan, US and Korea. It's typically brands like Swiss and Blackmores and A2 Milk that do really, really well uh, selling to those Chinese consumers. Uh, yeah, incredible numbers. Did you take part in Singles Day yourself? No, I did see maybe one or two marketing emails in my inbox from Australian companies. So it's interesting, the 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 brand hasn't caught on in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does coincide with Click Frenzy, which is three days now at the moment. I think it might be wrapping up tonight. But no, it is yeah, still largely for a domestic Chinese audience or those sort of Chinese expats uh, or diaspora who are around the world. Mm. Absolutely. Um, do you have you bought anything from Alibaba out of interest? No, I haven't. Yeah, I've only ever bought from AliExpress, which is their kind of more friendly facing version of the website where you can just buy one or two weird things rather than four hundred units of of things as as the majority of Alibaba is kind of set up for. It's it's definitely more of a wholesale experience than a retail a lot of the time. But um, yeah, I found some really, really interesting stuff on there. There there is a newsletter, I'll throw it in the show notes, that just every day it finds really weird, bizarre stuff on Alibaba. I spend too much money that way. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's sort of the Alibaba itself hasn't really looked uh, or been particularly interested in rivaling Amazon in a market like Australia. Uh, They do have a big presence in India, but they haven't really gone after that Western shopper. Mm, Yeah, not yet, but when they come for them, (laughs) it's going to be a hell of a battle. Google Photos will start to charge for storage from next year. Uh, And this is a story that is not only leading the tech industry uh, on all of the websites today, But it is trending on Twitter as well, which shows just how kind of angry some people are. I don't necessarily understand the anger. I'll explain exactly what's happening now. After five years of offering unlimited free photo backups at high quality, uh, so not original quality, but a very good quality, uh, and that's the option I've been choosing, Google Photos will start charging for storage once you hit 15 gig on an account that is being used. But the changes don't actually happen until June 1st, and the storage only starts to count up from June 1st. So basically you've got until to the middle of next year to decide what you're going to do with your Google Photos. And then from there, you still then get 15 gig of free to that. So none of the photos that you have in there right now, I just checked, I've got 50 gigs worth of photos for free sitting in uh, Google. 
So none of that is going to be taxed against my 15 gigs. I'll, I'll then start getting 15 gigs on top of that. But having two children, um, I'll probably mm-hmm. burn through that 15 gigs very, very quickly. So I will maybe be pondering going somewhere else. But again, uh, I, I think the prices so far uh, are fairly decent from Google. They they tend to charge a lot less for storage, I've found, than, say, Dropbox or uh, Apple. So, so yeah, I probably end up will be sticking with Google Photos. Do you use Google Photos, Tess? No, I don't. But uh, I think I've set a new rule for myself, which is I'm not going to get a new phone until I consolidate all my photos that are sitting in random on random phones for like the mm-hmm, last six mm-hmm. years. So that's going to be my thing that forces me to consolidate these somewhere like Google Photos. Oh, you really should. And and look, I, I do love Google Photos. I think it's a fantastic deal. Um, I mean, it was great when it was free, unfortunately, you know, that, that has come to an end today. But it, it really is incredible to be able to let the searching you can do on your photos, as you would imagine, coming a product coming from Google, the search is just phenomenal. So just even things like the, there there have been times where I've wanted a photo of my daughter wearing a New York Yankees hat. And so I just typed in Yankees and it found that, that mm. photo in a second. It was incredible. So yeah, yeah Google Photos is, is a big plus for me. And that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for joining me, Tess. Sorry about my Google uh, Assistant bucking up there for a second. It's good they're uh, paying attention. Mm. Yeah, always be nice to your assistants because they will become the AI that will eventually kill us. Anyway, um, my name is Peter Wells. Uh, Thank you. We'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.